0: Hello, this is Future Editing Mac here, and I just wanted to point out some things to you guys before the episode itself actually started. Over the next few episodes, you guys might notice some things that Emily and I are affectionately calling growing pains. Essentially, we are experimenting with different methods of recording, specifically remote recording, um, meaning that Emily and I are not actually physically in our studio together, but rather doing our podcast over Discord and other various platforms. It's not always easy, though. So, for example, in this episode specifically, there is some wonky audio. There is some microphone popping and some ambient noise. Emily and I are also using two different microphones. Um, All of this is going to contribute to sort of a wonky episode you know but it's a labor of love and it's only going to get better with time so all we're asking is your patience as we continue to experiment with different recording methods and strategies so that we can make sure um, you guys are getting regular episodes and quality content thank you and I hope you enjoy the episode whenever we count down to hit the buttons at the same time it reminds me of iCarly Oh,
1: I was gonna say Beyblade. Um, but what? You, let it rip! You know they gotta spin them at the same time, right? But they don't count. I. But you do what it is at
0: the. It, 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 isn't, okay. it, isn't it just they say, Beyblade, let it rip? Or am it, I imagining something?
1: No, yeah, but. The Beyblades like the counting. Like, the Beyblade, they gotta gotta sync up, man. Like, it's like clapping into a microphone to sync the video. It
0: makes sense. There are so many other examples that you could have given that, like, would actually involve counting. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Maybe it was just on my mind. Next week's episode, I'm just uploading an audio file of a Beyblade episode. (laughs) I'm just gonna start doing fuck shit with our audio but
1: Just, like, not on Wednesday, though. Like, just a random Sunday. Yo. It's a Beyblade episode. made it so much better. <laughs> it's just, like, it's like, unannounced. We never address it. <laughs> it's random we stuff. We never talk about it.
0: <laughs> and it's funny, because, like, people get alerted to, like, when we post things. So at, like... 3 a.m. on a Sunday, someone's get a- gonna get alerted to the fact that the Morbid Episode and the Mundane uploaded 3. something. 5. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Beyblade. <laughs> My mom would get so mad at us. Oh yeah, she, she called me um, last week when episode thirteen went up, and was like, "I caught up on all your podcasts this morning," and I was like, "Even the one that uploaded today," and she was like, "Dot dot dot." <laughs> well, not that one, but <laughs> and then she got really excited to tell me about our podcasts. She uh, she really liked our MK Ultra episode. I liked that um, one, too. She also really liked, once again, another fan of the combat whales. Yes. I should start a fan
1: club. Let's make shirts. <laughs> the combat whales? Of Russian combat whales. I hate that. I hate that. No, oh, remember there was a- oh my gosh, I have it in here. It's like the underwater task force or something. We should make like a military-esque shirt with a combat whale on it. Oh my god. Guys, like let me know uniform. on Discord if you'd buy it, and I'll get on it. <laughs> I'll get on it. We put it on Redbubble. I will, though. I will start suddenly Redbubble. We just start,
0: <laughs> suddenly we just start seeing people in Task Force shirts.
1: Isn't that like so a fun. felony
0: to impersonate a government agency?
1: I don't know, but that'd be a great way to find out. So what did you do this week? What did I do this week? Um... I helped clean a house. I walked some dogs, and I did some DoorDash. Oh, and I'm watching a cat right now, too. I'm just doing oh. odd jobs now. It's <laughs> anything. Just pay me. Just pay me. Just pay me. Um, I did research for the podcast. Oh, wow, same. Uh, Twinsies. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been kind of like, Doing stuff and getting stuff done. What have you done? Um... I pirated a lot of content. Oh, I did see that. Am I allowed to say that? I really feel like... I Like, nobody's gonna care. Like, what's done is done.
0: Right? But it was, like, a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, but I know, like, at least 20 people
0: that have pirated the same stuff. So, um, I don't know if she, I don't actually don't know if she listens, but my, um, in my freshman year of college, she lived across the hall from me in the dorms. Love her to death. Um, she once got me in trouble for taping a bunch of bananas to my door. She broke into my dorm regularly to pose a skeleton on my bed. She was cool as fuck. But, um... Yeah. She pirated an episode of Game of Thrones and then got a cease and desist letter from the school and, like, got in trouble for pirating content on school Wi Fi.
1: Oh, that's so funny. And I've definitely pirated stuff on school Wi Fi. So hopefully I didn't miss my letter and I'm about to get, like, hunted <laughs> down by the government. She got a whole ass cease and desist order. Oh my God, it was so funny that's crazy i'd be
0: terrified i'd like no literally i think she had like a disciplinary thing like she had to not like she got like a um if i remember correctly like she got her letter and then had to go to like a meeting or no 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 she had to write a paper on why piracy was wrong oh my gosh so that she wouldn't get in trouble with the school (laughs) Like this is not a joke. Like I can't make this that's up. That's so weird. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. It's so funny.
1: That's that's intense. For Game of Thrones too. <laughs> it's not even right, something you right. keep. Right. For Game of Thrones. It's just something you watch and then you you forget about it.
0: And then... Right. I got in trouble. I pirated books. At least I
1: always have the physical copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See. I cracked sims but that's fine
0: (laughs) i cracked sims but fucking um pirating sims is like a whole different beast it's a lot like that's a it's a (laughs) lot that's like hundreds of dollars worth of gameplay yeah (laughs) what have you um have you gotten the oh what was it called the Cottage Core, the new stuff. I haven't. I don't think yeah. it's.
1: Um, you gotta. You gotta wait. It usually doesn't drop right when the it actually comes out because you gotta wait for somebody to crack it. Mm-hmm. But I probably will. <laughs> there's cows. It's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> then there's cows. Um, I have not pirated The Sims in a very long time. The last time I pirated The Sims, it took. Eight hours to download and eight hours to install, and I watched Bob Ross the whole time. But I definitely destroyed my computer.
1: (laughs) Mine, I was, uh, whatever I was using to get it, at one point it said, like, time left to download, and it was just the infinity symbol. And (laughs) (laughs) I was
0: like, oh, cool, I'll never get it. How oh, cool I'll
1: never get it ever it 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 wound up only being like ten hours, but only it's a lot. It was a lot better than infinity <laughs> an infinite amount of time. That's funny I I'm, just, I I'm glad they programmed it to be able to say the infinity sign like not error. it just said infinity. Do you remember
0: I don't know why that reminded me of the um the what was it film theory episode where he did the math on how long it would take for oh what was the video it was like shrek but every time anyone says a vowel the entire toy story franchise plays but anytime the color green is on screen and the b movie plays like you know what i'm talking about yeah and he did the math and it yeah was, but um like four billion times older than the earth oh no like he did the i watched that whole thing it was (laughs) it was some
1: math bro i watched one that was like 17 years and i was like 17 years old when the meme came out so i was like my entire life up until this point would be watching that video
0: (laughs) it was yeah um but it was, like, I just remember that it was, like, if you started this video at the beginning of creation, it would, like, outlast the solar system or, like, something crazy. That's like, Oh, shit.
1: Somebody <laughs> like, should start playing it, just to see how long we can keep it going. Literally that. How when the long? aliens find it, they'll be like, what is this? And pause it, and then the human race will wake up from its death <laughs> and just, like, kill them all. Yo. I hate that.
0: Well, damn. What else has happened this week? Uh, <gasps> I started watching um. another D&D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> it's I bought dropout TV because I'm obsessed oh. with Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm That's determined fun. to... I'm gonna DM one day, I swear. Do it. I'm. I'm going to.
1: Going do to. It. Gonna do it. Start right now. This Bet. whole episode is just us playing D and D. I side
0: note, <laughs> I think that'd be so fun because John like streams D and D content and is like pretty popular. Like he has like seven thousand followers on TikTok. Like oh, that's awesome. I think we should do a crossover episode and, like, have him on a podcast and then have him DM a one-off campaign for
1: us. Oh, that'd be awesome. We could do, like, a, a horror campaign. Exactly. No, I'm so down. I'm and so it, down. I,
0: I think it'd be so fun if it was, like, the, the morbid and the mundane team. So it was, like, you, me, Adam, and then someone we'd, like, maybe Erin, though I doubt she would want to play. But, like, maybe, like, Lux or Errol or someone. And it's just John guiding us through like some slasher campaign. Oh, yeah. That'd be so fun. I'll bring it up to him. I think it'd be fun. Side Do note, it. he is DN uh, demonized on TikTok for anyone who wants to follow him. He's super cool. He's super funny. We love Do John. It. I actually think it's DN demonetized. Hold on. I have to check to make sure I'm right so I didn't <laughs> just shout him out incorrectly. Where I'm is he? I'm so his... sad. It's definitely DN monetized. <laughs> it's definitely DD monetized. Um, my brain just d- does not understand letters or basic speech. Uh, follow him on TikTok. He's super fun. We love John. He hit 7,000 followers Ooh. and we're very proud of him. Woo! Woo! That. Love that man. But yeah, I think it'd be super fun to play DD with him. I haven't played with him in a long time
1: i have never played with him i was going to one time but then it like didn't happen
0: (laughs) he's he's a fun dm um he did a campaign for us his whole thing was um it was kind of like fallout-esque it was in the future i just my favorite memory that i have like i showed up for a campaign that i was not supposed to be a part of so he was like everybody roll new characters like we're just gonna do some something fun and I was a bartender, um, and one of the other characters was, like, um, in in a casino trying to meet with my boss. And when I escorted him upstairs, I stood behind him, and every time he said something, I kind of made him into a man-child. I was like, you're the most powerful man in Louisiana, sir. <laughs> Would you like more ketchup for your, like, you're the most powerful man in Louisiana, sir. It was so funny. And it went on for too long. <laughs> too long. But yeah. I texted John and told him we shouted him out on the podcast. He said, wait, really? And I said, yeah, the one that airs tomorrow, I'll, ten- I'll send you the timestamp. And he said, thank you so much. Are y'all talking about the satanic panic? We are not. <laughs> but should we be?
1: I Like, are we missing something? <laughs> are we missing something? <laughs> um... I mean, like, we could rewrite our notes right now and... <laughs> right. That's I texted, definitely... are, you,
0: are we missing something? Are you linked to the satanic panic? <laughs> Rest in peace. Dude, that'd be so funny. If no, he text me back, yes, I actually facilitated the whole thing. <laughs> the satanic panic of the 80s? 80s? Was right?
1: It? I don't even know right now. I'm pretty
0: sure it was the 80s. John, once you hear this episode, text me. Tell me if I'm right. <laughs> was it the 80s? I think, it, or maybe, it, no, maybe it was the 60s, because Manson. Oh. Was he part of that? I don't I, know what I'm talking about. I'm making shit up as I go. I mean,
1: I'm, we can now. We have a podcast. We could have made up everything we've talked about so far. <laughs> Nobody will know.
0: He says no, but D&D was heavily linked to the Satanic Panic
1: in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Because it's all magic and stuff. It's the same reason, like, why Harry Potter was going to be banned. It's just the sorcery and magic and you fight demons. It was like, we can't have our kids playing this. That. I do remember that now that we we talk about it. So now we are talking about the Satanic Panic. <laughs> I,
0: okay, well, let's, why don't, I think this is the perfect transition for us to actually talk about what we're going to talk about this episode. Are you, so you are talking about the satanic panic? I am not talking (laughs) about the satanic panic, but we will in the future, promise. But, um, today I have something that I think is kind of fun and frisky and fresh. I changed my topic four times to get here, just so we know. Oh, no. Um. I actually did about a week and a half's worth of research for a different topic, including, like, watched multiple documentaries and a BBC special, like, and then scrapped the whole thing. Are you going to do it at some
1: point? Or just no? Mm -hmm. You
0: threw it? Maybe. I don't know. It just got to be a lot. And I kind of realized part of the way through Without giving too much away, it would have been kind of like me coming onto the podcast and talking about the making of, like, the Blair Witch Project, which isn't, like, inherently spooky, but the content was, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I might bring it back. Um, It's cool, but I scrapped it. And now, I'm talking about something else.
1: What is is that something else, dare Um, I ask? I'm going to give you a hint. We always so... play this game, and I always get it wrong.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, it is something... So, uh, to remind you, my category is other. All right. Um, so, it's not a true crime story, and it's not a ghost story. It is something that has been talked about on the podcast before by you. Not by me. Do you have any guesses? Super Soldier. No. I I thought you were gonna get this
1: one. Oh, man. What have I talked about, but, like, not enough? (laughs) You can't redo what I, like, the main thing I talked about, but... Huh. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll be here for another ten minutes. (laughs) What do you got? Uh... I'm doing an SCP. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fully expected you to get that one. I did my other... I Not my other. I did my SCP for a ghost story, and that's why I, I was thinking, like, conspiracies i <gasps> oh! talked about. So, yeah. You did yours for a ghost story. Because I don't know why. I was like, SCPs are kind of spooky, and ghosts are spooky. It kind of fits. Um, I...
0: But everything we talk
1: about is spooky, so...
0: I did not make that fucking connection. I definitely thought you did it for a non-ghost episode, but now I feel like an asshole. No, you're good. (laughs) Well, I am... I brought a few SCPs today. Oh,
1: we got a Uh, lot of boys.
0: Yeah. So, another part of the reason I redid this episode. Um, I watched a video... A few videos, but the one that jumps to mind is it was called, like, the top scariest SCPs of all time. Um, and he covered 22 different SCPs, each scarier than the last. Um, can you, wait, hold on, for a, another fun thing. Can you guess what he named um, as the top scariest SCP of all time? Was it the first one? no um but i did do a lot of research into the first sep side note but which not... which one of the first one because there's like three
1: different ones isn't there exactly
0: there's a multiple and all of them are fake except one and we don't know which the one is <laughs> because i love if you... <laughs> no literally if you go to the first SCP, it's so heavily classified that um to prevent anyone from ever like truthfully finding the real story they released a bunch of fake scp number ones um to throw people off but the one that people uh talk about the most often is the world ending one right
1: yeah the 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 world ending scenario um
0: yeah it's called when the day breaks yeah is that one but i'm it's not that it's not that you are familiar with it though so and do you want another guess for what he thought the scariest one was? Or do you want me to just tell you? Just tell me. Okay. I'm going to pull up his, his little list. Um, I'm going all over the place. I promise it's very worth it. <laughs> but he also, side note, um, in his, like, 22, like, his 22 SCPs, he names them, um, and in the comments... There was a guy who, like, renamed all of them, and it was so funny. Like, I was literally, like, laughing out loud. I could not breathe. Um, and I will read those to you at some point also because they're very funny. I'm His excited. top scariest SCP, though, the one he categorized as the scariest, was SCP-087. Do you know which one that is?
1: Oh, not by the number, but I might when you describe it. It's the endless staircase. Oh I love that game. It's, it's so yeah, cool. It's the staircase that never
0: ends. Um, side note, that funny YouTube comment that renamed it <laughs> he renamed it It's just a stair staircase, send a slinky down, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, imagine being at the top and sending your slinky slowly- down and hear it like slowly get quieter but still echoing up just forever
0: i couldn't breathe when i read that send a slinky down i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um another few without giving you the numbers um he also called one um every 11 year old on xbox live the worst (laughs) snow globe (laughs) oh heck we're sinking (laughs) advanced skin disease in parentheses interpret that both ways is that a is that the bone bug one no, it's not. Oh. It's the, um, I forget the number, but it's a flesh-eating virus. Oh. Uh, he named one Nightlight that's kinda scary. <laughs> <laughs> he named one I-don't-know-I-wasn't-watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my favorite one.
0: He named one uh, Friendly Staring Contest, and the one right after it is Not Friendly Staring Contest. <laughs> Uh, he named one (laughs) i can't Uh, the midnight train going nowhere (laughs) ronald ain't looking so good (laughs) a doctor that doesn't know how to doctor oh god it was i just couldn't breathe because like every so often we'd go through the list and i'd go back to check and see what he called it and it was just perfect that's so good Uh, okay now I'm actually going to start talking, now that my fucking rampage is done. For the audience to revisit, because um, I know not everyone is fluent in internet speak, um, a creepy pasta is any horror story that originates from the internet, and SCPs are a specific brand of creepypasta. It's a category, like, you know, not all rectangles or squares, but also, nope, yes but all squares are rectangles yeah so all scps are creepypastas not all creepypastas are scps to be an scp it has to be classified um under the scp foundation fictional just to remind you it's all fiction and they are presented in the forms of government documents Um, some of it is classified some of it is wiped out some of it Uh, alludes to people within the foundations or specific sites, real places in the world. Um, It presents it as if it is real, but it is all fiction. Now that that's out of the way, so the SCP Foundation is an organization of doctors, researchers, and agents, um, and their whole thing is to catalog anomalies within the world. So these anomalies can be living or objects, uh, regardless of what they are all physically. um, They are all given an object class and within the documents are all referred to as objects. Uh, The goal is to understand them to the best of the the foundation's ability while keeping them out of reach of the public. Yeah, I know Emily already knows this already. (laughs) I'm just like talking to the audience. So SEPs have three categories. Um, the first is the lowest. Uh, they these are safe SCPs. They are considered understood, and this means that they are completely and reliably contained. So this means that the foundation thinks that they know everything they possibly can and have devised a way to safely store it away from the public. Um, either they are contained to the point where their anomalies are, Essentially, uh, what's the word? Counteracted? Like, euthanized? Like, what's the word? Oh, no. Whatever. Rendered useless. <laughs> or, um, these are objects that have to be, like, purposefully triggered. Um, so, like, won't happen on accident. The next category is Um uh, These... Are this is the broadest category uh, these are insufficiently understood or are just by nature completely unpredictable this means that uh, reliable containment it's not always possible but they aren't like a crazy threat like we understand it enough to keep it contained um, but they are still unpredictable in nature this is where Pretty much every SCP starts in terms of classification, and then they're either moved up or down as time goes on. The last classification is Keter. Uh, These objects pose a threat to the Foundation staff and mankind overall. Um, They require extensive and complex procedures to keep them contained, or they just cannot be contained. Um, usually, they're on watch 24-7, and to put it into perspective, uh, when Emily talked about the Sloth Man a few episodes ago, SCP-2774, he is of the Keter classification. That. He, he so, is scary. Uh, he is fucking scary, uh, but we're not talking about him, unfortunately. We should do well at... Slothman Part 2. <laughs> How he's doing. How he's doing. Um, where are they now? <laughs> now that all of the rambling is done, all the stuff that Emily already knew, um, <laughs> let's talk about a few SCPs. Ooh. I'm excited. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite SCPs of all time that I don't think gets enough recognition. scp eight two three. Do you know which one that is? No, I'm so bad at the numbers, man. I'm gonna ask you after everyone, just so you're aware. I know um, so little of the numbers. Its object class is Euclid, so mid-level. It's an abandoned amusement park. Oh. And the whole amusement park is the SCP. <laughs> um. So the exact location is classified. And uh, we don't know, like, it, we don't know its location and we don't know, like, the exact year it was discovered. We just know um, why it's classified as an SCP. So, SCP was completely abandoned after a horrific incident called Bloody Sunday. Um, so, in, in when this amusement park was open to the public, On some Sunday, at some point in time, uh, 231 people were killed, and seven were maimed or injured within this park. And then it was closed. Uh, This includes, let's give you some fun ones. Uh, Two people, a male and a female, um, came out of the Tunnel of Love fused together at multiple points. Oh. Yep. Yep. Um, They were dead. This also... (laughs) um, One individual uh, was wearing the happy hippo mascot uniform. Uh, He was found dead of suffocation. Um, His mouth, trachea, and lungs were all discovered to be filled with the stuffing of the mascot suit. Oh, no. Yeah. Fifteen people... Uh, were recovered from the thriller chiller roller coaster, all decapitated uh, by blunt force. Uh, witnesses reported that the deaths did not happen simultaneously; uh, they happened in groups of two. Oh no! So you first had to watch it was the
1: people in front of you. Exactly. Oh, so that's first awful. it was uh,
0: the two in the front row. And then the next two, and then the next two, and it ended with the people in the back. Um, Forensic analysis uh, said that each set of deaths corresponded to a loop or a turn on the roller coaster's tracks. So every time it looped or every time it turned, two more people lost their heads. Oh, gosh. That's rough. That. Uh, One individual was recovered from under that roller coaster, uh, dead of a broken neck and massive head trauma caused by a 50-foot fall from an inverted position. So he fell out when they were upside down. Um, so people said that somehow he managed to get himself out of the safety harness halfway through the ride at some point when he noticed that people were losing their heads. Oh, so he was trying to escape... Yes, and he still died from a 51-foot fall. Yeah, bad time to escape the safety harness. So everyone I've listed so far has been dead. I'm going to tell you about one of the people who were maimed
1: next. Yeah. He's, he lived. <laughs> um, I, I hate that it was like hundreds of, or a hundred something people died and only seven of them got out. Yeah, and the ones that got out were maimed. Yeah, messed
0: up. So, one individual was found dismembered in the House of Mirrors. So, his left arm was found 16 feet to the north of his torso. His left leg was found um, inverted and attached to the ceiling. And his right leg was found in possession of the person who lived, uh, Subject 79. Subject 79 had partially consumed it. Hey. Um... Forensic analysis indicated that the teeth marks um, were his, and to date, no one has ever found his right arm. (laughs) He felt like I probably ate it. Exactly. (laughs) He most certainly ate it. (laughs) So, uh, after Bloody Sunday, the SCP Foundation got involved, and they were sent uh, to the site Um, This team was called the Foundation Mobile Task Force, Row 71. They were also nicknamed the Origami Toads. Don't know why, loved the name. Wonderful. So they were sent to try and determine, like, causes of death, locations, all that jazz. Uh, But they were not successful due to team member casualties. They want to go in description? 50% of the task force died. So, uh, the site commander called for an immediate, like, abort mission. Um, a few examples. Also, I, I need to clarify ahead of time, uh, all of these were classified as a suicide within the Foundation. So, I am unclear as to whether or not they survived what the SCP made them do and then committed suicide or if these are classified as suicide because the SMP, S, SCP like compelled them to do it um, unclear regardless I think it,
1: a lot of times in, when an SCP staff member dies they have to they they report it because they can't just have somebody go missing so they're investigated so usually they report it as something that it like they're going to say suicide so right. to cover it up
0: I guess that makes sense, too. I, I think it'll also, like, it'll just seem weird when I weir- read it out loud. Okay. Because, like, the first guy, um, his he was the commander. Um, his cause of death, suicide caused by forced sexual entry through the left eye, resulting in brain trauma. Oh. So, I am unclear as to whether or not that is a suicide I don't, I don't understand if he, like, did it to himself or if... I don't know. Um, the way I interpreted as they were all classified as suicides because he wouldn't have stabbed himself in the eye otherwise, but he did it under the influence of an SC, SCP, so they had, you know... Yeah, I see that. Um, another agent, cause of death, suicide... He was found with all of his ammunition disassembled. Um, The casings and the bullets were discarded. Uh, An unknown, it's redacted in the files, uh, amount of propellant uh, consistent with the disassembled ammunition was found in his stomach and intestines.
1: So he was eating them.
0: Yeah. So in normal person speak, he was taking apart... The casings and, like, the bullets and, like, eating gunpowder, essentially. Um, an unknown amount, but it, it did match with the amount of casings and bullets the foundation found. Uh, another one. <laughs> uh, Agent Redacted. Uh, cause of death. Suicide. Individual was discovered with lacerated lungs and a broken jaw. Missing teeth. Was uh, retrieved from his lungs and trachea he ate his teeth he ate his own teeth
1: his own teeth how did how do you do that i have so many questions for this man i mean he's dead yeah no i know but i could still have questions for him they'll just never be answered also he's fictional
0: yeah (laughs) but this man like when I at first I was like when I first discovered this SCP you know I was just do 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 ooh that's kind of scary and then I got to he ate his own teeth and was like absolutely not (laughs) I will not have this I regularly have nightmares about accidentally swallowing my teeth
1: I don't know if I ever like thought
0: about it enough I was like really is that not a fear that normal people have
1: I've, like, I've thought about it, but I was, like, I was just more upset that the tooth fairy wasn't going to give me money. Because it was, I, actually, I I think I did swallow one of mine. It was either me or my sister. Like, I think I did ingest a tooth on accident. Oh. Maybe that's why I'm not scared, because I've lived. Okay. (laughs) I don't know, man.
0: I just know that a regular occurrence in my nightmares is, like, all to do with my teeth. I don't know why, but, like, anything related to teeth is a little much for me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I've had some bad ones with teeth, but it was, uh, I don't know if it was ever really, like, accidentally eating them. It was more like, oh, my teeth just fell out, (laughs) and I don't know what (laughs) to do. You're just gums. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, to continue, uh, this event, when all of these task force agents died, uh, caused them to change not, like, company protocol, but, like, the protocol for this mission. Um, originally, the task force was sent to do something called retrieval, uh, which means that they were sent in hopes of bringing something back to the Foundation um, so that it could be contained, like, within an SCP facility. Uh, so it might have been, like, if a specific object was causing all the carnage or, like, even a ride, like, they would be able to physically remove the S. S- SCP and bring it back Um, but this got changed to on-site securement which is exactly what it sounds they were tasked now with securing the SCP where it already stood so making the area surrounding it uh, safe to make sure the general public like would not accidentally stumble upon it so this SCP has a few containment features, including there's supposed to be um, no fewer than six staff members uh, on site at all times until the SCP is neutralized. Um, within within our boy, uh, within our um, within eight two three, there is something called the red zone. Um, it's like the center where most of the activity is. Um, all staff members must stay 20 meters away at any given time. Any individual, uh, civilian or not, who enters the established red zone is to be ter- terminated immediately by sniper, killed on site. Well, and if, then... music, if music is heard from the red zone personnel are to immediately put earplugs in and run and specifically they're supposed to get at least two kilometers out of the yellow zone
1: so what happens when the music goes no fucking clue but it's not good (laughs) oh that's
0: awful so there's also uh because of like the music situation there's not on this site you're not allowed to have any like personal music players or any radios um and this scp also has a few addendums you know like little notes at the bottom of things Mm -hmm. that have progressed one there was a request to destroy the entire site with an airstrike but it was denied because it is close to civilians um there was also no plausible cover story that the foundation could come up with for needing to destroy it um Two, it was discovered that the site was growing. Specifically, the red zone increased by 5% from the time that the report was written to the time that they discovered it. It, The red zone had grown by 5%. Um, And then there was a request put in to upgrade the objects class to Keter. It was denied, though, because there was insufficient data to justify its reclassification.
1: Was there though? Like I think we got a lot a lot of points here. <laughs> That's what I said. It was like, bro, it 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 kills people. It but starts I mean, playing like, music and your only instruction is to run and you don't even know why. Because that. the people who were in it when it started playing music died. Literally. Just death. Straight death.
0: <laughs> it, it I don't know. I've always liked that SCP though because it's like it's not an object it's not a human it's a
1: place it's just a growing area
0: Mhm. and it's an amusement park of all things
1: and like, i feel bad for the sniper who has to watch the red zone because if you're if your fellow staff members walk in on accident mm-hmm. you just you gotta do what you gotta do and i feel bad for him and like the uh, her. yeah and like the the existence
0: of zones to me like it implies a central point. Like, you get closer to the center and bad things happen, so, like, what is at the center?
1: You know? Yeah, you can't... You die when you get in the red zone, so you can't find what's... It, like, might be something under the ground right there, but you just can't find it.
0: And this, like, isn't like other SCPs where it's, like, you can just put on a hazmat suit,
1: you know? Yeah. It's a lot. This one makes you eat your teeth.
0: (laughs) Literally! I can't. Imagine eating your teeth.
1: I don't want to. Couldn't be me. (laughs) I'd rather kill myself. But- Well, apparently eating your teeth kills you, because this guy died, so. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, he did die. Um... Also, just to revisit the the scary list, or that like he renamed this one, uh, euthanasia coaster, but it's a whole park. (laughs) Just so we know, because I thought it was funny. That one's good. And with that, I think we should move on to our second SCP of the day. I'm ready. Are you excited with SCP eight hundred four?
1: It sounds familiar, but that might be an area code around here. <laughs> um, well, it's uh,
0: SCP-804, Object Class, Keter. He's a high boy. Um, it is the remains of an art installation called World Without Man um, in Alaska. So we don't know the day it was revealed but we do know that it did happen in the 2000s. The exact date is classified information. Originally, it was a large, clear statue of a globe with a bunch of uh, smaller globes and video equipment inside. Inside the globe uh, was supposed to display pictures of animals and wilderness that had been untouched by man, and then it would contrast that with Images of like abandoned human industry and decaying landmarks, so it was like a social commentary on how we're destroying the planet. Yeah, um, so this SCP was set up in Alaska by a group called by an artist's group, and I'm gonna butcher their name just so we are all aware. Called <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> it's a lot, uh, Unalamat. Hair Masta Master I I I'll post it in the Discord. Like, roast me if you want. <laughs> you know what? I'm not posting it in the Discord. If you want to roast me, like you're gonna have to Google this SCP.
1: <laughs>
0: SCP 804. Um It was when it was unveiled, it was shown to a small audience of um like activists and like other artists. And it was fine, you know, it was an art installation, until it was activated, turned on, essentially. Um, the Foundation, to this day, still is unaware of, like, if this was intentionally created, uh, because everyone involved in it has either died or gone into hiding.
1: Oh. Well, so it sounds what? intentional if they're hiding.
0: Literally. Um, so what does it do, you might ask? While the globe's inside, like, they rotate. You know, kind of like a... a like a fake solar system... Mm-hmm. S- situation. Um, like, they, they spin around on, like, an axis of sorts. Um, while they rotate... All man-made objects within 100 meters rapidly deteriorate until complete disintegration. I thought
1: you were going to tell me they start rotating and <laughs> I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Everything is just spinning.
0: Uh, no, significantly worse than that. Yeah. Uh, so, this includes machines, buildings, clothes, plastic, tools. Um, the range also gets bigger the longer it's active and the closer you get to the SCP the stronger it gets.
1: Oh, so you like disintegrate in seconds up by it. Yeah. Oh no. Um, the kicker is that human tissue
0: is also affected. Because <laughs> it's uh, man made. Exactly. That's Granted so though, it is it is slower than like the physical objects. Um, It sort of, like, saps away your body mass. So, more likely, like, victims will usually just look crazy emaciated. Um, But eventually, though, it does lead to skeletal collapse and then death. That's terrifying. Uh, That. Non-human life is completely unaffected, though. So, like, animals. Animals are completely fine. That's fair. Uh, Like, plants, anything like that. Um, And people who escape like the area of effect um usually like their their symptoms look like they were starved for a long period of time even though like it was a few minutes um they can get help though and usually medical care like will help victims of this scp uh return to like full health if you get to a hospital in time all right according to this foundation scp 804 has the potential to literally remove all traces of of humanity from the Earth in a matter of a few weeks. Oh. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it is not immune to itself. Oh, because it's man-made? Because it's man-made. It, it deteriorates at a slower rate. And this also, the deterioration only happens when it's active. So if it's not active, it's just kind of chilling. How uh, do you unactivate it? I will get to that. Promise. <laughs> um so the because it's not immune to itself it slows down over time so the radius will still grow but at a slower rate if that makes sense yeah i got you okay so compared to how it was when it was originally activated now it it is moving a lot slower as it slowly destroys itself the foundation also believes that there's, like, a mental compulsion attached to it, but those tests are still ongoing as of today. So, uh, because of this, SCP-804 cannot be moved. Um, it is still in Alaska because the foundation believes it would destroy its own holding cell, um, There is a camouflage tarp thrown on it, and there are SCP facilities for testing that have armed guards to monitor it. Uh, Anyone who trespasses will be given Class A, like, anesthesia. Or, yeah, I said that right? Yeah. No? Amnesty, whatever. They're going to make you lose your memory. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Or you will be terminated, but that's to the discretion of the people monitoring it. There is also a fail-safe plan in place for if this SCP is taken by, like, hostile armed forces. Uh, This data is classified, though. Makes sense. You don't
1: want the bad guys. Just look it up. So, let
0: me tell you a little bit about what happened the day that SCP-804 was activated for the very first time. Let me tell you a little story. Okay, it's a fun one. (laughs) Um, So about five minutes, five minutes, five minutes after it was activated, it reached a nearby town. Oh. So at first, uh, the people who were not at the art show panicked. Um, A bunch of emergency calls were placed. However, the town was pretty remote, so it took about 30 minutes for help to arrive and when help did arrive it was a very small airplane Uh, the plane as it entered the field almost immediately was pretty much destroyed oh Uh, no literally like it entered and it started disintegrating in on itself the pilot did manage to send out a message um, and that's when the SCP foundation became aware that an anomaly was present and their agents were sent in However, by the time that the Foundation arrived, uh, this SCP had been active for, you guessed it, eight hours. <laughs> the town, and everything within its radius, was completely wiped.
1: No trace uh, of
0: it? No trace of it. Like, That's every awful. building, um, they were there were people who said, like, the way that the buildings disintegrated, it didn't even, like... It wasn't even, like, huge chunks of concrete falling. It was like everything literally was turning to dust, you know? Like, no one was killed by the force of a roof falling on them, if that makes sense. It's all, like... Just turning to ash. Like Thanos, snap. Literally. Perfect example. Um, So, as the SCP Foundation's plane entered in, it also was almost immediately lost. Um, The pilot, though like, did manage an emergency landing, uh, so none of, like, the staff was killed in, like, the plane crash, um, so, (laughs) but, like, following their emergency landing, um, their clothes and equipment immediately disintegrated, uh, six agents had to be treated for severe hyperthermia, because this is in Alaska, uh, but other than that, there weren't, like, any staff casualties or long-lasting effects. Every agent, like, from that first plane did survive. So, uh, the, the Foundation recovered their crew, the remains of the plane, and they set up a mock base of sorts outside of Radius so that they could monitor it. Um, and this is what they found. Oh, no. From, remember how I told you, uh human tissue is affected but very slowly Mm mhm okay just wanted to remind you of that as I tell you uh, what this foundation found the population at large had survived because it takes a long time for it to decompose a human body Um, they had huddled around SCP-804 Every single one of them had severe hypothermia. Lots of them were missing fingers. Some of them were missing limbs. And then weirdly, they were acting like a like team of sorts. Uh, so what would happen is they were like clustered together, um, and two of them at a time would be sent to walk up to the statue. And forcibly push the remaining- the last remaining globe, the small one, um, inside the SCP. Like, force it to revolve around the the globe. Um, So that
1: the SCP could continue its effects. So it's making the people keep it working?
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, that's awful. I hate everything about that.
0: And then when those two people would collapse- two more would walk up and take their place. Uh, The nearby crowd of survivors was brutally cheering, um, screaming along for their... Like, it was like they were... It was like a sporting event. They were really excited that this SCP got to keep going. Uh, Yeah, but thankfully, even with them manually keeping it going the radius still wasn't as big as when it had started because the SCP was actively destroying itself. Okay. Um, agents were told to fire on the crowd um, non-lethally, but they were told to, like, take them down, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the bullets were destroyed as they went in, but somehow they managed to hit them enough uh, to take the survivors down. And when the last globe had no one left to manually spin it, the effect ended and the agents were able to move in and secure the site. Okay. The survivors did brutally resist, uh, but they were so emaciated that, like, there was no chance that they were going to fight down, like, fully armored guards. Yeah. A lot of them literally chose to lie down in the snow and just die. Oh, that's... that's so scary (laughs) um others intentionally tried to provoke agents into killing them
1: oh they would just be mean (laughs) literally it reminds me of like when the the people in england the guys with the tall hats and people try to get them to to laugh except a way more messed up version of that
0: a guard at like buckingham palace is that what you're talking about
1: yeah when people try to get them to smile (laughs)
0: I hate you. I hate that comparison. These are like emaciated. It's nothing like that.
1: They're look
0: I'm not and trying they... to get you to smile. I'm trying to get you to shoot me. yeah. okay <laughs> uh, um the the few survivors who were taken into custody all refused medical care and all of them ultimately died. Wow, I hate so, that. <laughs> That's why the Foundation, like, believes that there's some sort of mental compulsion that goes along with it. um, Because, like, all of the survivors, like, kept it going and literally chose to die when it stopped. Um, But there's no proof of that because it's never been activated again. Like, they're not good. So, the remaining machinery of SCP-804 is frozen in place. And that's why it will be staying in Alaska until the foundation is absolutely certain that no one will be compelled to start it again. So now, I want to read you the the memetic research report that was filed in 2011 on this SEP. Okay. So, what this says, quote, This is the third annual review of any, quote, supernatural Mimetic component to SCP-804 and we still have not produced any significant results. It's time to put the controversy on SCP-804's memetic properties to rest once and for all. Yes, SCP-804 possesses memetic properties and yes these properties were responsible for driving the survivors of its activation event into sacrificing themselves to maintain the device. But there is nothing especially vir- virulent. What is that word? Okay. There is <laughs> nothing especially virulent or dangerous about SCP's 804's mimetic properties. Only a few personality types outlined in the attached reports have any desire to reactivate the device. Most notably are D-class sociopaths, who so show similar amusement when presented with a big red button that says kill everything. We've been looking at this all wrong. There is no magical compulsion that could drive so many people to destroy themselves. There does not need to be. Everything we observed during recovery can be explained by mundane group dynamics and human nature. The device has just wiped away all trace of the work and the lives of a reclusive artist and activist community. The buildings crumbled into dust so fast that people were not even injured in the collapse. And at the center of it all, a world without man turned around and around in its increasingly rickety platform, offering a deadly premise that has been presented to them as an ideal, a cure for the virus known as humanity. So why did a group of activists throw themselves and their neighbors into the deadly workings of a machine that they thought was going to wipe away all human life and all of Mother Earth? They simply wanted to do it. That's scary. Isn't it? <laughs> like They just wanted it. Yeah. Because, like, essentially what they're saying is, like, yeah, there are some compulsions that go along with it, but... The idea of destroying the planet and all of humanity, like that's not what they're com- what it's compelling people to do. It's compelling people to keep it going.
1: But like the starting, like those people just wanted to do it. That's so like a, a weird like mental thing to get around. Um, to uh, to continue
0: on with the trend of that very funny list of renamings, uh, this one was renamed. The worst snow globe. Oh, yeah, I see it. (laughs) But, yeah, that SCP, uh, I had never heard of it before that video, but, like, it's it's a lot. That's a good one, yeah. Also, for those of you who are, like, not familiar with SCPs, there are images of all of these things. Like... The video I watched I thought was especially cool because um, there was clearly, like, a lot of time and effort put into it. Like, I'll post it in the Discord because, like, I really am obsessed with that guy's video. Uh, He included, like, security footage of the SCPs in their containment cells. Um, He included, like, because all of those things are available, you know? And then he included, like, the images and it, it, it was so well done. It was so well done. Um, he included security footage of scp-804 in alaska because that is how seriously some of these scps are structured
1: i love scp it's so good there's just so much thought put into them yeah no it like it it really it goes back to like the thing of creepypastas too a lot of it is fan made mm-hmm. but it, it's treated all as like part of it and it, it just yeah. it's such a cool community because so much work goes into it just for fun that and like some of this stuff
0: is so creative like I I can't like I said the fact that there are, like, people create security footage for these things, like, this isn't just something that someone, like, published to Reddit, was like, oh, this is a scary story, like, no, these are things that, like, look like government documents paired with redacted information, security footage, lists of personnel, like, some of these have, like, a perfect example, like, um, Site, what is it, 19? Yes. Site 19. Canonically, Site 19 is in Michigan. Like, canonically, Site 19 holds this number of SCPs, and these are the ones that are housed there. And, like, the fact that we have information like that, it's, it makes the immersion into
1: believing that this is real so much easier. Yeah, you don't have to, like, imagine any like well you imagine it but you you don't have to make stuff up to make it work it's all laid out for you like exactly mm-hmm. how things are carried out who did it where it was where it was conducted uh things are relocated all the time which just like yeah for whatever reason but it like it's always updating and moving and it's so specific on how it works it just mm-hmm. it's so good
0: originally i was going to talk about four scps in this video or in this podcast and i had to cut it down to three because i realized that uh the one i was going to talk about like it could be a whole episode in and of itself um because that's how long it was and like how much content it was but like i'm just gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you this like what whatever but the, the SCP, the reason I was going to talk about it was because it is housed in Site-19, um, and I just wanted an excuse to talk about Site-19, so I'm going to talk about it real quick. Okay. But currently, Site-19, once again, all fiction, but it's the largest facility, um, and it's also like the most well-known, and... It is, it's in Michigan, and because of how big it is, it houses pretty much every, like, safe SCP, along with a lot of the Euclid ones, but um, the other cool thing about Site-19 is, like, there are lists of the personnel that works there, like, fictional people, yes, but we know who works at Site-19, we know what they're working on, and we know it's in Michigan, like, like, the- a, a few of the ones that are housed there, just so we know. Um, SCP-096. Do you know what that one is? No. The Shy Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. SCP-312.
0: Do you know what that one is?
1: Give me the name, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna the know the one, fucking the giant,
0: giant flying jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Okay? scp-131 the ipod things but most famously
1: this facility holds scp-173 the wonderful little guy peanut looking i
0: was about to say emily
1: do you know what that one is (laughs) yeah i know that one's number everyone
0: knows scp-173 because it's literal nightmare fuel it's a lot uh there's a game on it but like the fact that canonically like Yeah, it's all fiction, but I know that SCP-173 is in a containment cell in Michigan run by these doctors, run by this, like, that. The fact that I can say that. Wonderful. The SCP I was going to talk about, and I'm going to tell you what it is so you don't research it. um, (laughs) Because I did all the research for it and then cut it because it was too long. I was going to talk about SCP-049.
1: Give me the name, the fucking plague doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Right, I've, I'm obsessed I, with that. I story. used to. I now that now that you say it, I know that one's number. I've like drawn him a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of my favorites.
0: I did so much research on him and had to cut it because it, it's gonna be its own episode at some point. Like, oh yeah. When when what episode is this? Fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for episode seventeen. How about that? <laughs> you know, the audience knows. On episode seventeen, I'm gonna talk about SCP-049, the Plague Doctor, and I'm gonna play all of his interviews, and I'm very excited. Um,
1: but what? Which? What am I doing for episode seventeen? Like, what is my topic?
0: It would be another one of these today. Oh, a ghost. Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, I count, like, SCPs are in my other category, since they're, like, fictional. hmm So, I mean, I don't care if you tell an SEP for a ghost story. It doesn't matter to me. But <laughs> if I do another SCP, it'll always be on uh, one of my
1: conspiracy episodes. I'm going to do one for a true crime, just so we have one on all three. No, you just sprinkle in some, like, nonsense. It's like, yeah. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> Today, for my true crime, I have... Five Nights at Freddy's. <gasps> Wait, can you please do Five Nights at Freddy's for a true crime episode? That'd be so funny. I really want to now that I said it, but do you know how many times I've like stayed up for like two days and like tried to map out Five Nights at Freddy's and what is going on? And it oh, never, dude, it's a, a fruitless adventure and it's like, I've spent like days of my life trying to understand what's going on that <laughs> just watch a few Matt, Pat videos you'll get it sorted i marathoned all of Matt Pat's five nights at freddy's videos not that long ago and it took like a day and a half and I, I just believe it kept going his content i i also watched like the live streams and stuff too though so those are long and <laughs> that that was a lot of it
0: rest in peace the live streams okay i have one more scp for you and I think you'll know this one. I genuinely, I believe in you. Okay? I hope I know it now, cause... SCP-002.
1: Ooh, the second SCP. Dude, I gotta know it. I'm just, it's not ringing bells. Um, what is, what is it called? Oh.
0: It'll definitely, the, the joking name of it is living room.
1: Oh my gosh, what is it? Why is it? I know this one. Do you want we... me to just tell you? Yeah, just say it. Um, so, SCP
0: 002, object class Euclid. It is a tumorous, fleshy ball that's about 200 cubic feet. Um, there's an iron valve on one side that allows you to go inside which appears to be a standard low-rent apartment.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah.
0: Um, It's a modest size. On one wall, there's a a single window, but there isn't a window on the outside. Uh, The room is even furnished. Upon closer inspection, uh, the furniture is made of biological substances, including uh, sculpted bone and woven hair. Uh, when things were tested, it became apparent that each piece of furniture had its own DNA sequence. <laughs>
1: so, The room looks like a meatball. It I'll...
0: literally does. It's a giant fucking meatball. <laughs> um, the specific report on the discovery of SEP-002 is called the Mollhausen Report. Um, in this report, it's told that SCP-002 was found in northern Portugal when it hit the Earth in orbit, uh, from orbit. So originally it was encased in like a shell of rock, but when it hit the Earth, it uh, cracked open kind of like a geode and exposed like the fleshy inside, which is what we now know as SCP-002. So this was discovered by locals, and it gained SCP's attention uh, when... Like, people went missing, and also there was like radioactive elements to it. General Mal- Mulhausen uh, was sent with a team of security personnel, um, and then the SCP was secured in a container, which is when the initial testing began. So, three men were individually sent inside, and one by one, they all disappeared. And it was when General Mulhausen realized this SCP was deadly he issued a level four termination order of any witnesses. And this was about a third of the population of the surrounding area. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is also when the SCP was transferred to a facility uh, during transport a handful of personnel were drawn inside the object they immediately disappeared Um, when it was inspected it was discovered that this object had grown several new furniture inside of itself and this is when it began to look like an apartment Um, so that's hazmat suits were reissued for the remaining team and at some point uh, general mulhausen was actually terminated in the report, it's just called the Mulhausen incident, and I actually did like a little bit of outside research. Um, there is a whole completely separate of SCP there two. There is a report called like the Abnormalities Report or something like that, um, and it's a bunch of incidents within the Foundation. One of them is a doctor talking to a soldier. We don't know their names, but a lot of people think that this is Mulhausen um, talking about the brutal murder of the the surrounding population. Um, And a lot of people believe that like Mulhausen was fired when he got back to the facility for literally how many people he had murdered to cover up this SCP. Um, And Because, like, murders, they they aren't exactly, like, easy to cover up, like... Yeah. But, uh, regardless, after his termination, the SCP was secured in the facility, and now, uh, no one with a clearance below level 3 can go in, go into where it's contained. Uh, SCP is connected to a power supply at all times to keep it in recharge mode, and in case of an outage, uh, there is an emergency barrier and also, like, evacuation protocols. Uh, The containment area is at negative air pressure at all times, and uh, teams with a minimum of two people are supposed to monitor SCP-002 at all times. Um, They have to keep in physical contact with each other, because uh, this is to confirm that there is a real person with you. Because if you aren't touching them, your perception can be manipulated by SCP-002, even if you aren't inside of it. Um, It's like it draws people towards it. And like I said, no one below level three is allowed to enter. Uh, The requirement can be waived with written permission uh, from two level four administrators. But regardless, uh, if anyone below a level three has to enter, Security personnel must escort them the whole time, and the individuals are uh, supposed to temporarily surrender their ranks and security clearances. Because once you're exposed, you're immediately, like, after you're done, you're immediately taken five kilometers away and have to go through a 72-hour quarantine and psych evaluation. And only once you're done can you be given back your ranks and clearances. Oh. So, um, in case it hasn't become obvious, uh, the way this SCP functions is when people go inside, they disappear and they turn into furniture in the apartment. Um, So, in the time at the facility, uh, it has further furnished itself with two lamps, a throw rug, a TV, a radio, a beanbag chair, three books in an unknown language, four children's toys, and a small potted plant. Tests with a variety of animals, um, including, like, higher primates and, like, monkeys, have, they don't have a response from SCP-002. Cadavers also don't pull any response. Whatever process it uses to, like, change a human being into the furniture, it can only be, it can only happen when it, uh, when it is an alive human being. That's interesting. Isn't it? I don't like Isn't that. It? <laughs> and, uh, I would just like to revisit its funny name is The Living Room. Yeah. Because it is a living room.
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair. I get it.
0: Wow. How fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's the fact that each piece of furniture has its own DNA sequence. Yeah, for that me. it
1: it doesn't mix and mingle. It it keeps its people separate.
0: No, it's like if you die, you are becoming a lamp, Chad. <laughs> like
1: I wanna I wanna do like a Buzzfeed, BuzzFeed quiz, like what piece of furniture would you oh turn into? Oh my
0: god. <laughs> what piece of furniture would SCP 2 turn me into? Surprise? Uh mine would be a snow globe. <laughs> To remember our good friend, SCP. What was it?
1: 804? 804. 804. 804. Yeah. That's fun. Isn't the, it? The, the meatball. I can't believe I forgot is. the meatball
0: my favorite is like the security footage once again i'm gonna link this at this video in our discord it's so good the security footage for that sep it's almost comical because it's a giant fucking meatball with a door on it yeah no it's just like, there there's a landing like because it's in a giant like it almost looks like a, an airplane hanger um with like a you go up some stairs and there's a platform so that you can be at like the same height as the door but like that's all that's in there is a giant meatball and a fucking airplane hanger
1: yeah it's just a white room or like a a very plain clinical room and and a meatball the footage of the
0: inside also very funny like i know that that's a person but the couch looks like it's made out of ground beef dude like (laughs) i can't like it's literally like, I can't. Who's the, who's the guy that made people into furniture? Oh, what's his name? Oh my god, Ed uh, Gein. Tex- Ed Gein. Ed Gein. I was gonna say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based off
1: of him. Yeah, Ed Gein.
0: Ed Gein the nipple belt. Oh, Man, belt of nipples. Dang. It's it's pretty crazy. Don't look it up. I do. <laughs> I can't dictate your life, but like.
1: I'm sure we'll wow. talk about Ed Gein at some point.
0: Oh, for sure. One of us has to. But like, damn. I feel like he would feel very at home in the meatball.
1: <laughs> in, in the meatball, it's just kind of room.
0: A people room. I can't. This is not funny. Like, people died. Yeah, we can lie. It's, it's
1: fictional, fictional. People fictional. died. Fiction. But they died.
0: The meatball killed them.
1: <laughs> what a way to go, though. No! I'm a lamp now.
0: <laughs> I'm a, I am wonder if they're, like... I, okay, SCP-002 is, like, it's one of the early ones. It's in the top 100. Like, a lot of those are just weird, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like 049, which is, like, the Plague Doctor, like... A lot of the earlier SCPs are just fucking wackadoodle. And we're in, like, the 6,000s now. Yeah. The competition right now is for the 6,000s. Like, I need to know, though. I need more information on these weird ones. Like, I need to know if the furniture is conscious.
1: Yeah, I want to know, like, like, if a certain blood type dictates what kind of furniture you are. Oh, I didn't- that'd
0: be so fucking cool. Well- We email SCP, we're like, hey, we have
1: questions about the second guy.
0: Tell me more about numero dos. I can't, I can't. My dear pal, are you in need of an intermission? I am. I'd have to pee. And intermission. Wow.
1: Click. And we're back. We did an intermission. We did. I like how we ask every time. And it's just kind of like... We put one in every time. Right. It should just be like common
0: sense at this point. (laughs) Like, oh, we just will take one. It's not a question anymore. Now
1: it's tradition.
0: Do you remember i don't remember what episode it was but adam said he didn't need an intermission so we didn't do one and by the end like i think it was like one of the early ones it might have been like two or three we just did not have an intermission and by the end of it like we were all ready to explode yeah we all like had to go pee so bad (laughs) My bladder has never been more full than on that day at that time for all of America to hear.
1: I am good. It, was, it was, America. It was a lot, and then I think he took one every episode after. As we should. <laughs> he was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I needed permission. <laughs> and there was, I think, episode, sometimes I we just need a break. It was actually, which everyone. Whichever episode when you talked about the plantation, and then we we all had to we had to walk Adam to the bathroom because he wouldn't go pee by himself. I do remember that now that yeah, you're saying it. Yeah, he was scared energy. of the ghost.
0: Uh, that episode would be episode four because I also forgot to mention to you. I swear I don't know if you guys use Notion. But you should, and it's fantastic. I have um, an episode guide going for us with, like, tags and stuff. And I also have, like, a, a podcast calendar. Like, it's super cute. It's super cute. That's so fun. It is. And it's so convenient for times like this when we should know that the plantation episode was, in fact, episode four.
1: Go listen to episode four if you haven't. I don't know how you got here without that one, but... <laughs> it's cu- Some people listen in reverse
0: chronological
1: order. We've talked about this, and that blows my mind. Why? That. Because we're talking about Be- stuff that we've already talked about, but you don't know what's going on.
0: Because it's, like, on, like, Spotify and stuff? Like, the new episodes appear first. You can switch that, though. Yeah, but who is going to willfully, like, do the work to switch it? It's one button,
1: though. So? Now I have oh. to do the... Yeah, it is. S- I said so. Oh, so. I thought, should... I thought you said no, and I was like, bro, I'll pull Spotify <laughs> up right now. That's funny. I thought uh, you just said absolutely not. I was <laughs> like, oh, cool, never mind. The button doesn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, you can, but... A lot of people
0: will just, like, click the first episode that pops up as if that's the first episode. I feel like you gotta just... catch on at some point. <laughs> you just have to catch on at some point. That's funny. Oh, hold on. I have to reach for something very far away. Oh, good luck. This is, it's a struggle. I'm all the way over here. Okay,
1: we're back. And we're back! <laughs> Welcome back. Hello. That was the second intermission.
0: <laughs> it was a mini-intermission.
1: Yeah. A, a mini-mission. mission
0: m- intermission.
1: min mission Yeah. That was cute. We're cute. <laughs> I'm just, like, um, moving shit around. I know, anyway. we- I'm <laughs> playing with a pen. Maybe we weren't done with our intermission. We're not settled, yet. I'm a little, like, restless, but it's fine. (laughs) Okay. So tell me Um, about your story. Well, it's apparently one of the most haunted places in the United States. Oh. And, um, like, every, all the ghost hunting shows and stuff have been here. So it's pretty popular. Um, Um... Do you have any guesses? I know I gave you no hints. I will tell you it's in Kentucky. Is it Bob Mackey's music
0: world? No. Could you imagine if it was though? That would've been beautiful. <laughs> what else is in the in Kentucky? In, absolutely. That's a nothing. fake state. Um
1: <laughs> Give me a different hint. I wanna see if I can get it um i don't know what what wouldn't be too specific because one of them's like in the name yeah don't give Mm. me that one it was made in around the time of the tuberculosis epidemic is it the asylum no Ah, i thought i was gonna get the wound it's waverly hills sanatorium which sounds like.
0: I knew that,
1: uh, but I didn't, so don't give me credit for it,
0: because okay. I did not I
1: guess it correctly. My my mom, I said sanatorium, and my mom was like, isn't that where the crazy people go? And I was like, no. <laughs> so just to clarify, a sanatorium is a hospital used to treat a long-term chronic illness, and uh, the one that was here in the States that was pretty big and caused a lot of these big sanatoriums to be built was the tuberculosis epidemic, so that's where most of them are from in the United States. Uh, Cute. When I first looked it up, it said the White Plague, and I was like, I miss this part of history. And then it's just another name for tuberculosis. I've never heard that. I don't know how. I've gone my whole life without hearing it called the White Plague, but wait, I was scared for a second. That's like literally a name? Yeah, no. Some people it it the epidemic was called the white plague, playing off the black plague. That's But I've literally never heard that. that sounds I haven't fake. either, but that's like it's another but I completely I believe you. Just to Yeah, no. Like maybe it's in another part of the states that they they called it that. I've always heard TB and tuberculosis. I mean, the olden yeah, days, same. they had weird words for everything, so. <laughs>
0: And weird birds for
1: everything. Damn, that's um, crazy. But anyway, in 1908, the Board of Tuberculosis Hospitals purchased this this land on the edge of Louisville, Kentucky, and the only thing on this land at the time was a one-room school which was built mm-hmm. in 1883. So it hadn't been there that long. It was it was one room. So it was tiny. Okay. And this cool, this cool. This school was <laughs> called Waverly School and the one teacher who taught there named it that because she liked the Waverly novels written by Sir Walter Scott. She just liked the the novel, so she was like, I'm going to name my school that. So that's where the name comes from. It wasn't wasn't anybody like who bought the land or lived on the land. It was just some novels. Uh, but when the board purchased the land, they, they liked the name, so they kept it, and uh, the construction of what would be Waverly Hills Sanatorium began in 1908. Okay. The two-story hospital was finished and opened in 1910, so two years later. At this time, it could treat 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients, so it wasn't crazy big or anything. Uh this building was designed to be isolated from the public. It was surrounded by woods because at this time they believed the, the fresh natural air would cure tuberculosis and it was also a calming atmosphere to help people recover faster. Uh, but it, it was really isolated. Like They had their own post office, they grew their own food, they raised their own livestock, uh, and most of the staff lived on the hill with the hospital. Okay. Uh, but then, like, it was all all this stuff to keep the tuberculosis people away from the not tuberculosis people. And what a way but, to say that! I'm sorry, but they <laughs> that was had funny. They had visitation days because they didn't know tuberculosis was airborne at this time. I just thought that was really sad. Yeah. Because to look back on it now, I was like, wow, they were they were just trying to give like keep these people happy and they really didn't help the whole epidemic that was about yeah. to happen uh which is it and you have to thank the people who discovered that they were like wait a second we've been we have a problem for... we we right. really messed up and just like i don't know awfully exposing i had i read about the visitation days and i was like oh no <laughs> it, it just like i don't know it sets off something it mm-hmm. makes me scared that is really uh, sad. As, as this hospital, the reason the hospital was built, of course, was TB was getting really serious. And as the hospital kind of starts existing and is run for a couple of years, it gets really serious in the area. Specifically because they were surrounded by wetlands that grew the bacteria perfectly. Just the temperature and the humidity that it was at was really, mm. it really helped this, uh... Bacteria grow so TB spread pretty crazy in the area. And mm-hmm. at one point, this hospital housed 140 patients, so almost three times more than it was designed to house. So overcrowding, yes. and which isn't great to have a bunch of sick people all crowded together, especially with an airborne disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1924 construction began on the hospital That still stands on the hill today It was completed in 1926 And it is a large Five story building Uh, It's built in like dark red bricks And it has grey accents And it's all built in a a Gothic style architecture It looks very haunted Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) A haunted hospital from a cartoon If you picture that That's what this new hospital looks like
0: But They 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 just made it it
1: look evil. Yeah, no, it checks every evil hospital box. Um, But (laughs) There's a checklist. There's a quota they have to meet. (laughs) Yeah, they just looked up. They're like, how do we make it look haunted, this new one? Um, (laughs) But they built it, of course, to house more patients. So this new one could house over 400 patients compared to the 40 before. Uh, and it was actually one of the most advanced hospitals at the time um and while they were building it just just to to cover some plot holes here the patients that were in the old hospital they just they were in tents on another part of the hill which they felt was okay oh, anyway wow. they the the fresh air is still you know they were like give all of the fresh air you can to people with tuberculosis because it will save them and so they were just kind of they just kind of camped out <laughs> while this new one was being built, mm-hmm. um, which it only took two years. Um, okay. But I, I also some of them were relocated, but the majority of them were in tents. And then this new one was built, finished in 1926, um, and then it operated until 1981 when the antibiotics that causes TB was discovered. Um, Not not 81, excuse me, 61. And so the sanatoriums like this kind of became useless because you would just get treated with the antibiotics at a normal hospital and recover there and you didn't really need to be held anywhere isolated. You know, like the newer hospitals could use the had places to keep you and give you these antibiotics and send you on your way as you were cured, so sanatoriums were kind of shut down all over the place because there were a lot of them built during the time, and then you stopped needing that many. Um, So in 1962, they quarantined it and cleaned it out and opened it again as a geriatric facility that was closed by the state in 1981. Um, And since then, it has been... Non operational, just a cool little building in Kentucky. Uh, but even though during the, the time of tuberculosis, it was modern as like a moderner, more advanced hospital, some of the treatments were questionable at best, and some killed faster than tuber- tuberculosis itself. Um,
0: Imagine
1: being that, like, I.
0: You're, yeah uh, why is that such a trend of like hello i am here to treat it it's kind of like mk ultra where they were like ah yes uh you have postpartum depression and i am going to electrocute you
1: that yeah there are claims that electroshock therapy was oh. used on some of the patients here so you hit the nail on that one but oops um, <laughs> uh, but yeah they like also talking about though the That Just give them a bunch of fresh air and they'll be fine. Like, some of it was just, they really didn't understand what was going on. And they had, you know, sometimes it seemed like that would help. So, they were like, ah, yes, this will cure it. So, even though this this sanatorium for at the time was advanced, it really, it wasn't like they were, everybody was being sent here because they were curing everybody. It was nothing like that. Um, There was, I couldn't find exact, like, what they did here and a lot of it was probably cuz it was sketchy and they didn't report it exactly <laughs> how it was but just like knowing how tubercul- tuberculosis was treated it's just some mm-hmm. outdated stuff was used to try and fix it that didn't work and if they died because of it they would just say tuberculosis killed them and not the treatment just to, to cover it up and keep it off the radar so that kind of like gives you some of the
0: fucked up yeah going it blame the disease that you're trying to cure on your like it, no yeah. like is your terrible
1: medical practices that are killing these people it's not tuberculosis it also some people there are like rumors that maybe not the sanatorium but other sanatoriums at the time where people were supposed to be going to get treated and cured were were purposely not cured or not like tried to cure just to study the disease itself Mm. just to like see how like what would happen if they let it run its course kind of thing which has happened for so many different diseases at so many different points of history that it like it's not out of the box to say they did it here with tuberculosis that's even more fucked up it's not great and that's why these sanatoriums are all haunted but i hate uh, the medical field it's, yeah. The the, like, the historical medical stuff is awful to read. Literally. I Some can't. of the stuff they did were like, yeah, this is normal. This will cure you. And it's like, no, dude, you shouldn't drill into people's skulls. <laughs> Maybe don't do Whoa. that.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't drill. No!
1: Absolutely not. Uh, but anyway, at, at this sanatorium alone, uh, historians believe around 8,000 people died over the course of it being opened during the tuberculosis Shit. epidemic, uh, which I mean, for for the tuberculosis epidemic, it's not that's not crazy because uh, tuberculosis was very serious. And it 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 hard hit hard. The statistic is that for one in every seven people in the United States, you would die by tuberculosis. So, oh, my God, that's like it that's like your classroom table so imagine like sitting in class one person at every table would die by tuberculosis oh my it was
0: God. those numbers a... are like way scarier than i thought they would be
1: yeah no it was it was it was bad and then to look at also they had no idea what was going on they were like just go stand outside and you'll be cool and it that's definitely not how it worked and it, it was just a lot of misunderstandings of the disease itself that it it was yeah it was a scary time but since since all of the not so great medical history and just having been a hospital run for the tuberculosis epidemic uh it's it's very obvious when it got closed down people went in to explore and ghost hunt uh and So there's countless stories online and been passed down of people who've been in this building. You, of course, have your your reports of doors slamming, which I know is so common, but freaks me out every time reading that. I don't like imagining doors slamming in the other part of the building. Um, am Am
0: I tripping, or do I just always, by default, assume that Sam and Colby have been somewhere? Have they been here? I don't think I will look. Or it up maybe right it was now, Buzzfeed Unsolved, because like I can vividly remember like, a has a door slamming on someone.
1: Yes, I, I was Buzzfeed is gone, and there, yeah, there's been many accounts where the door slamming has been close enough for you to see it happen. Like you watch the mm-hmm. door slam, you watch the door move or close, but some people have seen it move fast and slam hard. Uh. Um, ooh. Okay, so we we talked about the the BuzzFeed, the doors moving and slamming and stuff like that. Right. There's also, of course, you have in your ghost stories, people hearing strange noises. Uh, Some of the stories I read were footsteps of people running on floors above you. Uh, A lot of uh, screams echoing out of empty rooms. And train whistles coming from the tracks on the hill. Because they had a train to come bring in supplies and stuff like that. Hate that. There was also a lot of stories of, like, moans and stuff. And that makes sense in, like, where there's a lot of sick patients. Um... Oh. Oh, and then one popular story originates from a tunnel system that runs under what is affectionately called the body chute or the death tunnel. <laughs> This tunnel I forgot was at-
0: about that until you just
1: said it. Yeah, this tunnel was added when they renovated the hospital, so for, that, like, the, the second hospital. A lot of treatment revolved around fresh air and high morale of patients during this time, and they found that, you could guess, but removing dead bodies where others could see significantly lowers morale for everybody else, um... Especially since they lost one person on average per day at this specific hospital. So to see, like, someone constantly being moved out would just, it, it destroys you kind of thing. And being sad and run down doesn't help you get better in any Ooh. sense of anything. Yeah. So the body chute was a tunnel system that went down the hill to near the train tracks. The hill had stairs going up. Up and down and next to these stairs was a rail system with a cart that brought supplies up and bodies down so they could secretly get them to the train. And like, I like it made it made sense to me why they, they, they did all that. A lot of the, like you have to think some of these patients were were little kids. So I like oh, somebody's knocking. Uh like I'm where I am and then we can keep going. But yeah. So, with this tunnel, it was, like, I understand what they were going for, and I think it was pretty smart, even if it it wasn't. It kept, like, dead bodies that had this disease out of the main hospital, so it could help with sanitary stuff, too, in my mind. And also, I bet it did help morale, even if morale didn't heal anything. I'm sure it was, a having everyone low morale doesn't help anybody, so, like, I understand the tunnel, but... <laughs> Now that it's not used for anything, it's a really creepy tunnel with a not so great history and there were many stories online of people hearing voices echoing up and down the tunnel, people running up and down the stairs as they were descending it, um, and like just awful noises, <laughs> like hearing things from the rail part of the tunnel and all of it was bad. It sounds so bad to be in a dark tunnel that you know carry dead bodies and to hear people yelling. I is, don't want to be there.
0: <laughs> once again, I feel like I'm imagining the BuzzFeed video, but wasn't that, like, did, is that the video with the red ball? Do you know what I'm uh, talking about? Like, didn't, I, I feel like it was Ryan, like, rolled a ball back and forth with a ghost
1: yeah. Yeah. I talk about that later. Oh, i will sorry talk about sorry. that. No, you're good. You're good. It, it creeped me out though. Um, something like there, there are a lot of sightings of shadowy figures in this place and like shadow figures, shadowy figures are always creepy, but these specifically have been reported to like gather in rooms or, like, you'll see a bunch of them moving a certain way down the hall. And some groups of people had shadowy figures follow them through the halls at a distance. Like, they were suspicious or curious about what they were doing there. And, like, to seeing shadowy figures is one thing. But, like, to have one follow you, creepily, behind you, I don't... Mm-mm. The no. image doesn't sit well with me. And I know why. No, it doesn't. Um... So, that ghost you were talking about, though, is his name is Timmy. He has he a was, name? His name is Timmy. That's uh, revolting! Oh, I hate it when they have identities. I know. It's so bad. But <clears throat> Timmy was, like, he was a patient at the hospital. Um, he was six or seven, and he died of tuberculosis in the hospital. Oh, and many baby. people bring toys to play with Timmy because he like is known to to respond to timmy first of all and move objects especially those he can like play with if that makes sense and it's a lot of people bring a toy ball um just because it's easy to move and stuff like that so it's easy to get a response out of but it's also skeptics say it's easy for like drafts and stuff in the building to move it too but like people have played with this ghost bullshit fuck the skeptics (laughs) That's what I said. I was like, no, Timmy is real, and we love Timmy. Literally, protect that child at all
0: costs. He just wants to play with his fucking ball, you assholes.
1: I know, but there's, like, so many people have said, I brought the ball, and it, like, I played ball with a ghost. He moved yeah. it around the room. He he hit it back, like. And if it doesn't work for you, then you're just an asshole. Then be nicer to Timmy, no. alright? You're scaring Timmy, and we don't, we don't take that here. Yeah, I'll no. take
0: that here. <laughs> He's literally yeah. an infant, not an infant, but like young enough so that I feel the need to protect him from all of the assholes out there.
1: Yeah. The I Timmy mean, like owners. he was he was stuck in an awful situation uh, and, and uh he literally to... had tuberculosis and he just wants to play with his toys a little bit longer so you can leave Timmy alone. So, <laughs> I will not take any Timmy slander here on this podcast.
0: Put in. Cindy Slander on this podcast.
1: A lot of stories uh, from the hospital originate from the fifth floor of the hospital, which is allegedly where patients who suffered mental issues because of tuberculosis were treated. Tuberculosis can cause like delusion and like degrading mental states. Um, and also, just being in a not great situation can cause that anyway. But this is sadly where there's rumors where the electroshock therapy took place because, like, we've seen it all throughout history where people think fixing something mentally can happen with electrocution. And I don't really know where that link is, but uh, this is, it, there's no proof, but there are rumors that this is where that happened in this sanatorium. Uh, So, it's like. It's, this is one of the, probably one of the worst areas to work in the hospital. You have to watch people not only degrade physically, but mentally. And, uh, you know, the, tra- the staff doesn't get the, the same treatment. Uh, they're the ones moving the dead bodies. So like the body shoot isn't to keep the staff's morale up. Morale's going to drop with staff no matter what, because they're the ones having to handle the really sick patients and the, the, the dead bodies, um, and you ever think that some of these patients were, like, Timmy, small children who are scared and isolated from their family, and so, like, yeah, like, it wasn't I, great for I, the staff either to, the, to the, be the, there.
0: The longer you, like, talk about the way that, like, this affected, I, you know, I get it, there's ghosts, I'm so sad for these people. No, I know. <laughs> My it's heart such... is just, like, breaking for the children who got the white plague and, like, the staff who had moving bodies back and forth every day and, like, the emotional toll that takes.
1: No, yeah. Oh. So, Therapy. this is going to get a little bit sadder
0: for a oh. second.
1: <laughs> so, unfortunately, uh, with all of this, there, there, there was... Some sad things on the staff side too. Uh, There was a 29-year-old nurse named Mary Helenberg, and she took her own life by hanging in room 502, which is supposedly one of the most like haunted rooms you can go to. One of the most rooms you you get the most paranormal activity out of anywhere here. Um, To make it even worse, she was pregnant at the time. and she had been impregnated by either a head doctor or the owner of the hospital. I heard both accounts. And they told her, allegedly, he said that he would have nothing to do with her or the child. So just kind of, like, abandoned her. That is
0: fucked. Oh yes. My, oh my god, Emily. Oh my god!
1: No, it's so bad. Um, she was pregnant? So, uh, <sighs> Yes. But so, <laughs>
0: it's I'm bad, sorry. Man. I'm sorry. I'm, like, and it, it's worse because, like, as, I knew this story, so, like, as you're talking about it, like, I'm remembering these things, but it's, like, yeah, my body definitely, like, trauma-blocked this story.
1: Yeah, and no, it's
0: a bad one. <laughs> I'm getting, like, more flashbacks. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel sick. Not the baby. Oh.
1: Yeah, so, it. This room is filled with a lot of like bad energy. There's a lot of stories from this room specifically, so. but mm. specifically one that was really <laughs> interesting to me. It makes the story even worse. But there was a psychic and a ghost hunter who visit. They visited together. They went to the hospital, and if you go on the tour of the hospital, you get time at the end to like free roam almost, which sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to go free roam a haunted hospital, but uh, there they. They have, according to them, reached out and contacted the ghost of Mary. (gasps) Not like Jesus Mary, but this Mary, the nurse Mary. Just a clarification: we are (laughs) not, in fact, talking to
0: the Virgin Mary. That happened on episode ten with the exorcism of Annalise Michelle.
1: Yeah, go go to that episode if you want to talk to uh, Jesus Mary. The Virgin Um, Mary is an option.
0: It's just not (laughs) the option in this
1: episode um but they uh successfully contacted mary and talked to her for a while about what happened and the ghost that they talked to whether it was mary or not claims that mary was murdered by the man who got her pregnant after a forced and botched abortion to cover it all up (gasps) that's what the ghost claimed after a okay
0: that a forced first of all a forced abortion Second of all, a botched forced abortion, which means she was forced to do it and it
1: failed. Yes. And then he killed her. And then. Is what the ghost claims. Killed her. We don't know if this is a ghost pretending to be Mary or if, like, you know, this was. It wasn't on record. They just. This is what they came out of the room. They wrote a book and they said, this is what happened, you know? Um, So there's no kind of tangible evidence of this conversation. You just kind of have to take the word of the people who were there. Right. Um, And also the word of a ghost that we're not sure if is Mary, but I hated reading the whole article that these people put out about their conversation with the ghost.
0: Oh, no, yeah, that makes me want to die. Like, that, it makes my stomach hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had to, like, put the phone down when I read that. I can't. That poor... That
1: poor woman. I can't. Many people claim, like, as they walk up to the building, that if you look at the windows of room 502, you can see someone standing there. Um, Hate that. A lot of of people say you can, especially on the fifth floor, see people moving in the windows, (laughs) because the the fifth floor had some things going on. Um, And there was even an alleged encounter where... Someone entered the room, and as they opened the door, a loud scream happened, telling them to get out. So, that's terrifying. I can't cope with this. Um, it does get worse again. <laughs> another nurse supposedly jumped out of the window in the same room in 1932 i couldn't find any like records of her name or anything Mm -hmm. and i also couldn't find any records or even like rumors of why she was why she would jump but there was a lot of conspiracy that she was pushed um Oh. So, another explanation of why you could see figures in the windows, especially in that room and on that floor, is if they were pushing people out of windows. Sounds about right. I don't really know where that I couldn't find much on that conspiracy, but I didn't want to leave it out because it was another reason why 502 is one of the most haunted haunted rooms in the USA. So, if you want to see something, though, apparently just go to this room and- <laughs> show and, like, up. Stuff and, happens. And, like, you'll see something with this room. There was so much of just maybe, like, a lot of people had noises coming from this room or, like, banging coming from that room. Mm. Or it was, like, a bad time to read through, like, Reddit <laughs> threads. <and laughs> it was a bad time. <laughs> it was a bad time for Reddit. I was almost like, I was, like, wrapping up with my specific ghost, uh, Things. and then I found like this this other article talking about the sanatorium and it was talking about this ghost wandering the halls and like none of the uh, other articles referenced this so mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know where the story comes from or what like background it has but there was an article talking about a ghost of someone they believed that had been treated there for tuberculosis and and a not so humane way and she died from her wounds and the ghost you can see she like walks up to you with uh or not walks up to you but like will walk near you and is bleeding from her hands and her feet um and if you try to approach her or help her she runs and like runs away screaming for help uh and like just runs and you can hear her echo throughout the hospital as she runs away and i didn't like that story at all so
0: Everything I to... about that sounds yeah. terrible.
1: Yeah. But she also didn't have a name. But that, yeah, that's some of the, the messed up history of the sanatorium. And some of the ghosts, too, now occupy it. And you can go. You can go for a tour. They sell t-shirts. Oh I my just goodness. enjoyed it. I just enjoyed that they give you free time. And you can go to the room, like, you could go up to 5.02 and do a seance if you want. I think they gave you an hour of free time with your ticket.
0: That's more than enough time to use a Ouija board.
1: I know. You could ask quite a few questions in that amount of time on a Ouija board. Dude. That was heavy. It is heavy, but it was a good ghost story, so I had to share. Well,
0: yeah, it's, like, one of the most iconic ghost stories
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, if you look up a list of like haunted places in the world or in the U.S. specifically, it's going to be on most of them. So many people that you could sit on the internet for hours and like sift through the stories of people's encounters in the hospital.
0: And the fact that it's in Kentucky makes it even scarier.
1: Yeah. It's a
0: fake state.
1: (laughs) And apparently it's a fake state that's really good at making tuberculosis. I found out researching this. (laughs) <laughs> like at making tuberculosis. And like the, the wetlands, specifically like around the area that the sanatorium was in, was great at like fostering this bacteria and it was like that's a sucky place to put the hospital but they just didn't know and it's <laughs> so like sucky
0: place sadly to put the hospital.
1: <laughs> it's so like hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like, they had no clue how this thing worked and it was right. like now we would be like, No, we can't put the tuberculosis hospital there the bacteria will grow here. They just had no clue of any of it, right. and it it shows you like just how much we've learned from that hundred years ago. Not even, but I can't, I can't. You know, no. So it's got a lot of bad energy. So if you want to get haunted, don't go advertise there. that. If you, I know, I am. If you want to <laughs> get haunted, I've got the place for you.
0: That's some bad juju. That's yeah, some really but I want to Oh, don't get me wrong. I do want to go and would want to experience that before I die. But
1: wow, that juju, though. No wonder it's haunted. No, literally. It was a bad place. It It was asking to be haunted, you know? And And they called it one of the most advanced of the time. Just think about some of the other ones. I would rather not. Exactly. I'm sticking with this one. I'm sticking with this one.
0: Dude. Everything about that... Like... I And I, I want to clarify. I'm a dramatic person. I'm not trying to be dramatic right now. Like, mm-hmm. everything about that just makes me feel ill. Like, the concept... And it's it's one of those things, you know? Everyone has those specific things. But, like malpractice in hospitals makes Uh me
1: ache get that out of here it makes me feel
0: so ridiculously sick and i can't i can't i am but a simple i'm but a simple farmer i can't (laughs) no no keep it away from me On a completely unrelated but not unrelated note, when my mom called me, she made fun of me for how often I say, hate that, (laughs) hate that, (laughs) didn't like that. (laughs) Some of it's bad, though.
1: (laughs) But it's like, (laughs) bro, I hated it. Like, what else did you want me to say? I severely disliked that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I severely disliked that. Can I make that the title of the... I can't make that the title of the episode. <laughs> it's happening in, like, the last little bit of the episode, so you have to stick all the way through to get the joke. That... Did you see...
0: Because... Did you see what I named last week's episode? Oh, I did, but I'm not
1: going to remember it off the top of my head, but I read the it The joke. listening.
0: The joke we made
1: was... The Oh The Arsenic Babies Unionized. The
0: Arsenic Babies Unionized. And I was like, I can't make that the title because it happens at the end of the episode and no one's gonna understand. So I called the episode Chicken
1: Run Lore. I yeah. I I got a chicken run TikTok today too. I was like listening
0: earlier, and then I got a chicken
1: run TikTok and I was like, what is this cursed stuff?
0: Oh, it was a I think it's just because that sound right now, or at least on my side of TikTok, is trending. The There aren't no cheese and crackers in prison, Gromit. Oh, is that it? Um, is that from Chicken Run? No, it's from Wallace and Gromit. But same people. But, like, I got a Chicken Run TikTok today. And I was like, this is, this is the worst case scenario for me. Like, I hate <laughs> that movie. I don't want Chicken Run content.
1: But, yeah. I had I'm just going to gonna have... be real with you, TikTok. <laughs> I'm not here for it. <laughs>
0: But I had to call the episode because we talked about Bobby Aga and we made a chicken run joke. And then in the description, it says alternately titled The Arson yeah. Babies Unionized. I did see that. That has happened before. Yeah, we have a couple with alternate titles. Oh, episode seven was called Shakespeare Wrote Fan Fiction, alternately titled The Amalgamation of John Leon's yeah um and then episode five is called ben franklin did what alternately titled the bell witch is a queer icon <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've i hate, talked about that i hate us and i also hate this podcast we should just make a tiktok of us reading out some of the 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 titles.
0: Chicken Run Lore.
1: Yes, please.
0: Because if you looked at our titles, you would not think that this is a horror podcast.
1: No, no. It sounds nothing like it. Chicken Run Lore. The Lizards Work for the Bourgeoisie. (laughs) Trauma Tag
0: Team. (laughs) He Knows About the Moon.
1: (laughs) Like, what is this? I remember that. Oh, no. I... It mm-hmm. was it was either big business,
0: God, or the wood chipper. <laughs> D- don't trust Leos or the KGB. Apparently, <laughs> I hate us. Oh my gosh, that was a good story, though. Thank you. you. Even I even though I was frightened. That's what ghost stories are for, is it, though? Now <laughs> yes. I feel a bit a bit ill, and well... I have to go cook dinner. Good luck. We're making quesadillas, but we're making chicken and
1: pineapple quesadillas. Oh, chicken run quesadillas. I got it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never bring done. up
0: chicken run to me again. We are done. Okay. <laughs> With this
1: podcast. This, this is, is the it. last episode. You've Goodbye. crossed the line. ever. It's not the last episode. Please come back it's next It's really week. not.
0: <laughs> next week, hopefully, our podcast will also be in person.
1: Also? Maybe? Yeah. Possibly? We're trying. I hope so. We're, we, we're figuring out some things. Right. Life. Although,
0: I did have a lot of fun recording the little intro for last week's episode with the... Oh, like I, yeah. Message.
1: I- the, the the music you put in the beginning of it, I was like, this isn't the intro music.
0: Where <laughs> am I? You thought you clicked on the wrong podcast.
1: Yeah, no, I checked. I was
0: like, what am I? Where am I? <laughs> well, on the bright side, so this is episode 14. We have a few things to look forward to, right? Like, we have our, our hopefully in-person next week. Um, We have... My episode 17, which now we all know will be another SCP. Um, fun. John texted me back and said he would love to do a collaboration of some sort. So hopefully we'll, that'll happen soon. Um, and then we can expect Erin to be back for episode 20. So we have a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up.
1: I'm excited. I can't wait to get back to doing it in person too. That the this remote's has been fun and it it works, but it like... It's not the same, man. And does it work? That's a fair question. Find out next week on Dragon (laughs) Ball Z. On Total Drama Island. Wait, can
0: we end- (laughs) We have too many (laughs) changes. I need us to end this episode in a very specific way, okay? Okay. I'm gonna read you the list of- chris Is it McLean's the, the crimes. crimes?
1: Yeah, the war crimes.
0: Chris McLean, host of Total Drama Island. Let us read his crimes, shall we? Because
1: they're you should totally funny. wait, wait, wait before you read it though. You could totally do a true crime episode on Chris McLean. <gasps> <laughs>
0: I'm still reading it, but that would have been such a fucking good episode. Oh my god. Okay, first of all, I would like it to be noted that I am reading from the villain's Wikipedia page. This is Chris McLean, the host of Total Drama Island. His crimes include <laughs> manslaughter. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> Abuse, in parentheses, both physical and psychological. <laughs> Endangerment. Torture. <clears throat> Pollution. Animal cruelty. No. Fraud. <laughs> Terrorism. <laughs> Snuff films. Oh no. Property damage. (laughs) Poaching. Sabotage. Corruption. Slavery. Wait. Arson. His category of villain. Sadistic mastermind. Oh, no. Also, while we're talking about it, his hobbies include bathing, admiring his hair, eating, harassing others, (laughs) and endangering contestants. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they they like I don't know I don't know man
0: <laughs> they they really started that list with their whole chest manslaughter
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Arson. it's not an alphabetical order either they were just like manslaughter property damage terrorism <laughs> endangerment slavery oh <laughs> What?
0: snuff films like <laughs> what a strong way to end this episode it's perfect wonderful what if what if i named the episode chris mcclain is an evil mastermind i'm here for it and no one got it until right now yeah and then the end music plays (laughs) we explain no further i'm here for it let's end it right now (laughs) okay awesome and the ending music plays now goodbye